on this episode of Take Talks Business, I speak with Tim Harrell Sr., President, CEO, and Founder of Environmental Building Services Incorporated. Tim, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Take Talks Business. I appreciate you letting me come down and visit with you and, and have a discussion. My pleasure. My pleasure. Glad to have you. Great. Uh, so for our listeners, can you give a little bit of your background professionally, um, kind of what, how you got started and, and what's brought you to where we are today with EBS? Well, whew, uh, it's been about 30 <laughs> years, 30 years, a little over 30 years ago, I started in the cleaning industry Okay. and I started as a floor tech. Um, ah. I started at the um, commissary on base. Um, just scripting and waxing floors, and, and, but I, in the midst of all of that, I always had a desire to be in, uh, in a supervisory position or management position. Okay. And so uh, I had an opportunity to take over the supervision there and, and took the supervision um, uh, position, and, um, and we went in um, 4 o'clock in the morning, we scripted and waxed and cleaned the bathrooms, cleaned the okay. offices. And, and I enjoyed it. And, yeah. um, and so um, part of my desire was to pursue some type of management position. So I had a supplier okay. who provided the wax and scripper, scripper pads and, and scripper. Uh, he, he came in one morning and he shared with me that there was a company relocating or expanding to the Norfolk Hampton Rose area okay. from Richmond, Virginia. Gotcha. And they were looking for managers. And so, um, man, I, I was so excited. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I, he gave, I got the number. I called the vice president, told him I was inter- interested. I was a supervisor gotcha. um, at, 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 on another job, but I was looking to, you know, um, you, know, in, you know, improve myself, expand myself, and look for op- other opportunities. And um, so I met him. Uh, downtown Norfolk at the Town Point Center, and they oh, yeah. had that was their first contract they they acquired here in the Hampton Roads area. Wow! And this was like in nineteen, this was nineteen ninety two. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I, wow. I, I I went in uh, and I interviewed with him. I had a shirt town. I had a briefcase with nothing in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was really excited. That's but, so cool. But you know, um, um, I'm a my, uh, my spiritual background, I'm a man of faith, I'm a Christian, and, um, and when I was getting ready, uh, something told me to, to, to put something, because I knew they were going there to do something to the building as far as cleaning, okay. and he just told me to stop by, but I believe it was, it was the Lord that told me to um, take some cleaning clothes with me, and uh, so that's what I had in my briefcase. Oh, that's brilliant! And uh, wow. and so I, I went in and I, I I talked to him and he was like you know you know uh, you know I don't have a management position right now. They okay. relocated a manager from Richmond. Uh-huh. He said, but what I have is a floor tech job. I said, okay, I'll take it. And he said, well, you're not dressed to. And I opened my briefcase. Wow! And he was just blown away. And I went to work with him what uh, a cool that story. same day. And um, so I, t- I I I took over the floor tech job. And uh, uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks later, he came down to visit one night, and it was a night job, and I was in there cleaning. And um, I, took a piece, I took a piece of paper, and I did a color code. For, it was 11, 11 floors, so okay. each floor had a color. Okay. And so on each day, I would, I, would, I would work my color code for each floor, whether it was buffing, scripping, waxing. Ah. And he came through, and he saw 
that I pasted on the janitorial closet door. He saw it and he was like, my God, you know, my God, he said, who did this? And uh, he said, did your supervisor do this? And I said, no, I did this myself. Awesome. And he was totally impressed. So long story short, I in, he ended up, I, I was a floor tech for two weeks. He promoted me to project manager. And this is when the wow. USAA, I don't know if you're familiar with USAA, yeah. the building they had on Northampton Boulevard. Yeah, absolutely. It was under construction. Wow. Um, uh, the company, they, they um, acquired the contract for it and I went over there and I was a project manager for the USAA and it started. And from project manager to regional manager to vice president of operations, I relocated to Richmond. Oh, um, wow. And okay. uh, I ran the whole operations for uh, the Richmond and Hampton Roads region. Gotcha. And, um, and then after that, I, I stepped out and started my own business. Gotcha. So, and I ask this question a lot of people because I, I, the, on the podcast, we have a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked kind of the chicken and egg question, which okay. was, were you by nature an entrepreneur that just had to find the right service, product, something to, to spark that? <laughs> or were you somebody that just simply had the background and realized, well, if I want to do this and be mm -hmm. my own boss, I got to be an entrepreneur. Right. You know, I think it goes all the way back when I first had my paper wrap. Okay. Uh, I don't, you know, uh, I, back in the day, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you threw papers and then you went around and collected the money. I, yeah. They don't do that now. <laughs> I don't know what they do, do, what they do with, with, with newspapers. Auto now, billing. But, right. Yeah. Right. But back then, you know, you threw your papers and then you had to go around and you had to collect the money from the customer yeah. and then turn it into your, your rep. Um, and, and that was my really beginning of having the desire to, to, to be an entrepreneur because gotcha. I was, in a sense, an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and uh, and my father, were, my father always, he, you know, when we look back, he said, son, you, you've been an entrepreneur all your life because he said, you know, you even had your brothers and you paid your brothers and sisters to do your chores. Oh, you wow. know, ah. I, I, you know, I, I worked at McDonald's as a teenager yeah. and I would say, OK, if you wash my dishes, you clean my bath, you clean the bathroom, <laughs> I bring you a Big Mac. So, <laughs> so I had them working for me nice. when I was when I was work, when I was a teenager. But um, it was I, I believe it was it was always in me yeah. to 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 be independent, to to uh, create uh, not only opportunity for myself, but opportunity for others. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So along those lines, when it comes to owning a business, um, obviously you've got the technical expertise mm. for, as far as what your business does, but it, it's very different between being that hands-on person who's out there on a day-to-day -day mm. and doing the work, right. and then and having to entrust that work to others who mm. essentially represent you and your brand. Absolutely. So how has that transitioned uh, gone over the, the last, what, three decades, I guess, yeah. at this point. You, you know, what really helped me is reading Jim Collins' book, uh, okay. Good to Great. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, Good to Great. Yep. Uh, one of the things that Jim says in his book is having the right people, have the right people on your bus, yeah. but not only having the right people uh, on the bus, but having them in the right seat. And I uh, think that um, that has been my challenge as a, as a business owner is, is you know our you know the business that we provide is a service oriented business yeah uh, and so our, our resource is human yeah uh, human resources so um, finding the right people to to put in the right position uh, has been a challenge but one of the things I've learned in leadership is to lead by example 
um, and to know people, let people know how much you care about them. Yeah. You know, there's old saying, uh, uh, you know, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, and I I believe uh, in that philosophy. So I really share uh, share with my team how much I care for them, and and then I lead by example. Yeah. And uh, and and one of the things I, I've learned too also is to really spend time with people, spend time with my team, grooming them, um, mentoring them, coaching them. And, uh, and that has helped a lot to, uh, as far as moving the company forward, knowing who I have, who I don't have. Yeah. Um, and so it, that, that has helped me. But the, the challenge has been, you know, finding the right people, passionate people about what you, they're passionate about what you do. Yeah. Um, and and they see the passion in you and it becomes contagious. So, yeah, yeah that's been a challenge for me. Gotcha. Well, and you've obviously been successful. I mean, you've been in business for quite some time um, <clears throat> in a review of, of your website. I mean, you can see some of the, the, the great contracts that you've had. So on the business side of it, um, where do you feel like was the strength in being able to develop those partnerships? I mean, was that just something that you just, by nature, you've just been good at? Or was that something you really had to kind of learn as you went along as mm -hmm. far as how do I create these relationships? How do I, how do I scale the, everybody likes to use that term, how do I scale up at this point? Mm -hmm. um, because again, it's, it's one thing to have the skill set to be able to accomplish the service or right. product that you do. It's another thing to have to go out and ask people for business. Right. Uh, I think, you know, of course, in our market, you know, what we do in our industry um, is saturated. You know, yeah. we got we got cleaning companies all over the place, <laughs> mom and pop to large companies. But yeah, I think that is one of the things I looked at is looking at how can I be different from my competitor? Mm -hmm. What what makes us different? And we focus on that a lot. What makes us different? You know, we pull from the same people pool. Yeah, we have to be competitive in our pricing. Uh, because we because the because the industry is so saturated. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we really uh, try to um, um, give to our clients is is how much we care about them in the contract. Okay. I, I tell them when I sit down with a client, I said, you know, you know, Tom, the the uh, I said we we may have the same problems as your 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 current company. Yeah. I know you're searching looking for a new company. I said, but the difference between us and them is that we care yeah. and we're going to show you how much we care about you uh, and 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 we and we do that um, my 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 team know that we are a client driven customer driven company yeah. so if you're the customer you call we it stops everything yeah you know even if we're about to leave on vacation or <laughs> we you know we we're about to we we are about to start our weekend yeah. and you call and say I need 20 people tomorrow you know gotcha. everything stops and we, we, we respond and we follow up. Wow. And that is the, that is the uh, one of the enemies of our industry is consistency. Oh, okay. You know, that's the enemy of our, you know, yeah. you get a cleaning company, they start off good, and then uh, the quality drops. Gotcha. You know, now there's inconsistency. Yeah. And that's the enemy. And so one of the things that we, fo we focus on a lot is to be consistent in everything that we do gotcha. uh, all across the board. So. Yeah. Well, and along those lines, because I, I, I wouldn't want to get too much further into the podcast without making sure people know, what are the, the realm of services that, that you do provide? 
we, we focus mostly on medical. Okay. And, um, a large percentage of our business is medical. We have uh, contracts with all the Centera hospitals. Oh, wow. Um, okay. We do medical office buildings. Um, we have contracts with Bon Secours. Gotcha. Um, we got business at DePaul, Maryview, uh, Mary Macklin hospitals. Yeah. Um, and we also do post-construction cleanup. So okay. uh, we do a lot of that with uh, W.M. Jordan, Whiting Turner yeah. uh, Company. Yeah, yep. we do a lot of, we, I mean, I mean, we do a lot with Whiting Turner gotcha. from, um, from Charlottesville all the way down to Atlanta. Okay. So Atlanta, wow. Georgia. So we, wow. we do a lot, yeah. Well, and I noticed on your website, um, I believe you even have an office in North Carolina. You would do. In addition to the Norfolk mm -hmm. office. So how, as, as the leader of the organization, how has that been to manage? Um, it's, it's one thing to try to manage when you're physically <laughs> there to begin with, right. but to, to manage multiple offices. And one of our most recent um, uh, <coughs> podcast guests mm -hmm. had expanded his business north mm -hmm. to, to the D.C. area. And that was one of the things he talked about was trying to go in cold versus going in right. where you you're kind of already established. So how has that transition been for you? It's it's it's, it's been it's been okay. I'll yeah. put it <laughs> yeah, the brutally okay. honest podcast. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's been okay. It's it's the challenge is of course you know you're going into a foreign market. You're going you know is you know with us being a company we had to set up a foreign corporation and all of that stuff yeah and um, then um, um, finding people in that area because again we're service uh, we, we provide a service so we need people yeah um, we had uh, we do have a, 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 a great operations manager there who, okay. who runs that gotcha. uh, so that's that was a, a tremendous plus yeah. um, I did actually this operation manager used to be one of my customers Oh wow! And okay. and end up leaving the the firm that he worked for here, moved to North Carolina. Him and I became good friends, uh, and uh, so we, you know, I was like, hey man, you know, it was just it was actually uh, a conversation. Hey man, great, great to come to North Carolina, start something there, you know. That's great. And a and a, a just a, a random conversation turned into a business <laughs> opportunity. That's great. And so what we begin to look at, we begin to look at, uh, we started looking at. Um, some of the customers we deal with now that that, that has uh, has business in North Carolina, yeah, okay. and so we we started going that way. Wow. So Whiting Turner yeah. has uh, business in Raleigh and in Charlotte. Okay, and so um, we made that connection there, and we started doing business for Whiting Turner in North Carolina. That gotcha. was gave us that opportunity. Gotcha, yeah. that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, and not to get too far off of the core business, but. Mm -hmm. Um, to your credit, um, in, in doing some of my background and getting to try to virtually know right. you, um, I've come to find that, that you have a, a, a strong role, especially locally within mm -hmm. this region, um, for what you do from a leadership standpoint mm -hmm. and, and your outreach as a leader. Mm -hmm. um, how did that develop through your career and, and how has that kind of blended with what you do as a leader with your own organization and now, to a certain extent, how you're serving other business professionals? Um, I don't know, I, it, you know, it's almost like, this. it's just happened, it, 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 it's like it, it, it's just, ha it, it, it just all of a sudden happened that I had a desire for leadership. Um, yeah. I had to kind of look, I did look back over my life and, and just as a kid and, um, you know, as a teenager. And even though when I, you know, I was out there partying and having a good time as a teenager, <laughs> I was leading. I mean, yeah. I was, I was, you know, 
I had people following me and all of this and and so it was it was I, I started really really to see that I was a leader yeah so what I did was I started um, um, reading leadership books okay. um, one of my favorite leaders is dr. John C Maxwell okay. um, and and he formed an organization called the John Maxwell team gotcha. so I joined the John Maxwell team and and been a part of that for the last six or seven years okay and became one of the executive directors in the John Maxwell team wow. and uh, and 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 what it and what I do now for John is you know I teach his material okay. as well as my own content um, I've just authored a book entitled um, the language of a next level leader okay and uh, and uh, so uh, and we do and I also do a lot with not only business but a lot of church leadership so I work with oh, a lot of yeah. pastors and church leaders um, teaching, coaching, and mentoring um, leaders. We have a, a, on the business end. We we people who want to start a business or entrepreneur. We we kind of volunteer ourselves, uh, and we we uh, you know provide a service for free to them. And they can, they call me up. They come in. They sit in the in, in, in the conference room with me, and they ask me questions. And I oh, you know I great. give them kind of direction and guidance. Yeah. On how they should set up their business, uh, and uh, and different things like that. So it's it's been a blessing to be able to give back to the community, to give back because I remember when I was coming up as a as a manager, um, Buck Ward, who was my president of the company I worked for in Richmond. Okay. He took me on his wing, yeah. and he he showed me the ropes and he taught me business. And um, and even though I worked for his company, he he really didn't have to do that, but yeah. he saw something in me. And he just pulled me under his wings, and he, he, and I'm telling you, I wouldn't, without the help of God yeah. and Buck Ward, I would not be able to do what I'm doing today. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, and along those same lines, you talk about the how hard it is um, from a staffing standpoint, mm -hmm. and, and it's a conversation <clears throat> we're all having. I mean, as we record this um, in basically May of, of 2021, I mean, Staffing just in general across mm -hmm. the board is just tough. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel, you talk a little bit about kind of the nature of, of how you developed um, teams and, and really relying on those strong people. Um, but are there any specific traits that, that you know when you look out there and, and you've got a pretty select pool of people to pull mm -hmm. from, but there also has to be, especially because you're talking about staff that's dealing with people's workplaces so mm -hmm. there's got to be a level of trust there right. mm -hmm. so that's something that somewhat is innate right. as far as mm -hmm. how do you manage that how have you worked through that when you've done that and then have you been able to use that to then grow your staff and, mm -hmm. and help to as you say mentor some people along those yes. lines um i mean we haven't had a lot of problems with with uh, we have of course we have had some with uh, having people that we we couldn't trust, yeah, um, and of course that you know when you when you have a teams going out and and there's a trust issue, it's a it's a blemish on the company. It's yeah. a, you know it it tarnish our reputation, and and we really try to present ourselves as a company of integrity. Yeah, um, we um, if we make a mistake, one of our eight commitments is we give no excuses for poor performance. And so I'm not going to, you know, you, you're a customer, you come in, you say, hey, Tim, you guys are not doing the job. Yeah. Um, I will be the one to tell you, you need to fire us, Dan. If we're not doing the job, 
you should fire us. And yeah. if I were you, I would fire you. I would fire EBS. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so we want to always deal with integrity. And we try to put that throughout our um, uh, company with all of our employees, uh, starting with our management team. And one thing I believe in developing your core leadership team. Yeah. The, the people, you know, uh, there's a saying, John Maxwell has a saying that uh, in one of his, the law of uh, the inner circle, the law of the inner circle says that you are only go you are only going to go as far as those that are around you. Yeah. So the, the people that are around you is going to allow you to go far or not or not yeah. go as far. Yeah. Um, so I, I put a I put a lot of emphasis on the, my 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 core team, a lot of training, a lot of spending time with them. It goes back to the biblical when Jesus spent time with his his 12 leaders yeah. leaders yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. um so I, I learned that philosophy and it and it really has helped so basically what i'm trying to do is duplicate myself through my core leadership team gotcha. then have them with their supervisors duplicate the same philosophy have that philosophy going throughout the whole company nice. um, and it's and it's been working well um and of course we had our glitches and nothing is perfect yeah but um but it has worked well for us and uh, I can see when even when I go out in the field, yeah. I can see it. I can, and when I sit um, across from a customer, I hear it. That's and, great. and that's and that's what we want. Yeah. So, if there was one lesson learned that when you look back and you said, "Man, I," and I'm one of those people that tries not to do too much looking back. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you want to learn from lessons right. and then yeah. move on. But if there's that one thing you look back and you go, "Man, I really wish," mm -hmm. what would that be? Um, now I have no regrets with the business and the success we had. Yeah. But personally, um, I probably would have finished my. I have a degree in theology, okay. so because I pastor a church, so I pursue more of um, um, the 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 the, um, the bachelor masters in theology. Yeah, more so than the business. I started with a business degree. Okay, and so personally, for personal growth for me as a leader, yeah. um, I. I wish I had to finish my degree gotcha. in business, uh, gotcha. and I and I think that um, I would have avoided a, a lot of the a lot of the, the bumps in the road because <laughs> it was information I would have learned. Gotcha. Um, I would have learned. Yeah. But, but um, um, I built my business on um, at the University of Hard Knocks. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Which I mean, in fairness, sometimes th that can actually be the better that, way. That, I mean, it, it's, it, yes, yeah. absolutely, yep. absolutely. Wow. So. So other than that, for personal growth, I, yeah. I other than that, uh, I'm good. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I'm the, the path we have taken yeah. is, has been a great one. That's wonderful. Yeah, so. Well, and along those paths, what's the path to the future? What do you see when, when I get back with you here in three years, five years, mm -hmm. and we catch back up? Where are you going to be? Where's EBS going to be? I'll be in Florida, <laughs> <laughs> chilling so, on the beach somewhere. Nice, nice. But uh, my my goal, my goal, of course, I will always be um, a part of EBS uh, yeah. in 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 one form or, or another. Um, I'm slowly moving away from the day to day operations of EBS. Okay. So we have we have a, a director of human resources and administration so she okay. handles all the human resources and administration and we have we have a, a director of operations so she handles all the all the operations gotcha. uh, we don't have sales because we what we've done we we have commissioned all of our ops people as sales people even our employees uh -huh. are sales people 
Okay. So, so say if we have a cleaner who's who's cleaning a bat, a cleaning a building, and and they see another building uh, up, and they they bring it to our attention, they get a commission for that. So oh, we we great. have. Uh, you know, deployed all of our yeah. all of our team, all 150 employees to be salespeople. Wow! That's, yeah, so that's and we give them incentives incentives for for that. So that's wonderful. So hopefully, in three years, you come back. You know, you, they may say, "Hey, uh, Tim is not here," <laughs> <laughs> but you can get a, you can get a hold of them though. That's but uh, yeah, so I want to be at least semi-retired by yeah. then. That's nice. Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. and it goes back to the conversation we've had about leadership and, mm -hmm. and trust. I yes. mean, the, the fact that mm -hmm. if you've got a core group of leaders that you trust enough yeah. to manage what has been your baby mm -hmm. for for all this time, mm -hmm. that to, to finally be able to, to, to reap the fruits of that yeah. labor and be able to say, you know what, now it's time for me to go enjoy yeah. what I want to do mm -hmm. on a day to day and, and right. let those leaders that I now trust and, right. and believe in to, to lead the way moving forward. So Absolutely. that's great. That's wonderful. Absolutely. It's, wow. uh, it, and that's, that's the, my long-term plan is yeah. to really, really um, just be able to, you know, do some, my, well, I really want to focus on um, doing leadership development, so okay. that's probably what I would do. I, I won't yeah. completely retire, <laughs> but um, I want to be able to travel um, and uh, teach leadership um, okay. and, and different, whether it's in business or in church. And one of the things we have done is we bridge the church and the, the the marketplace, and we call this building Marketplace Ministry because oh, even okay. in this building, our church is in this building. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the business and the church and and uh, and uh, a lot of uh, um, um, have some major pastors in the area who have mega churches. Yeah, they love the concept. They nice. love the concept how to how to teach even uh, clergy how to have a business and pastor church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, and so um, um, so I probably will do more of that, uh, yeah. more leadership development, more work uh, work more with the John Maxwell team, and gotcha. they do they do a lot of traveling. Which sometimes I'm not able to travel with them around the world. Yeah, um, and wow. they do a lot of leadership teaching in third world, third world countries and oh, okay. and things like that. And I would yeah. love to be able to do missions trips, uh, going to third world countries, teaching leaders, business or clergy about leadership. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and you bring up the the business aspect of having a, a, a whether it's a parish or church, mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and I do think sometimes people forget that. Right. I mean. You've got a building, you've got rent, you've mm -hmm. got leases, you've got sometimes payroll. I right. mean, there's a business aspect yeah, to being is. able to have a congregation yes. to, to, to be able to serve. So um, it, it's interesting to hear mm -hmm. you talk about that mix because right. it doesn't get brought up a lot, but they're definitely... I mean, if if you're gonna if you're gonna have a group of people together, you got to be able to to manage all yeah, that. So yeah. that's it's unique and, and interesting to hear you talk about. And that's that. one of the things that that we people try to suffer. It's like it's like you know it's an abomination to say church is a business. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a parish is a business, or you know, a, a mosque is a business. It's you know, you have. You, you have a business side to it, yeah. you know. You, you know. Uh, you know. Dominion Power is not going to. You know, <laughs> you know Virginia Natural Gas. You yep. know, they're not going to want to hear all the spiritual stuff. <laughs> hey, you need to pay your you bill. You got to pay the bill. That's right. You <laughs> yeah. want the lights on. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So, and I think a lot of special churches, small churches, have suffered 
yeah. uh, because they don't understand that, hey, you have to run this. Now in the state of Virginia, every church is supposed to be, uh, should be incorporated. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's even even a nonprofit. I mean, yes, absolutely. bills to pay, leases yeah. to pay. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, electric to keep yeah, on, yeah. so internet yeah. to, to have. So, um, yeah, it's definitely an integral part, but it's something I think does kind of get lost in the mix yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. that, the, that there is a cost to it. Um, well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, mm -hmm. Before we wrap up, because you did talk about kind of our location, both physically and online, how do people connect with you? How do people find you if, if, uh, if they want to get involved? Um, okay. Where are you and how do we get well, you? Well, we're always looking for employees. Great. You know, especially in this time. Man. Yeah. You know, we really need a lot of help um, um, uh, taking care of our clients. Yeah. Uh, you know, people can find us on online at uh, ebsva.com. Okay. And they can go on to the go on to the website, fill out applications. Uh, not only do we have regular uh, um, general cleaners positions, but we have supervisor supervisors positions as well as management positions. Okay. Um, and so they can they can find us there. They can hit us up on Facebook, gotcha. uh, Environmental Building Services. We have a Facebook page. We do a lot of, you know, do we put a lot of cleaning tips and different things like that on on, okay. on that page and kind of try to try to keep it active as much as possible. But gotcha. um, or they can come to our physical site here at eleven twenty one East Little Creek Road Perfect. in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, we're right here in the, in the heart of of, of Norfolk. Yep. And uh, and so and also they can call us at seven five seven three one three zero four zero four. Perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate the time today. I enjoyed our conversation. And uh, thank you for giving some uh, of your insight to the listeners of TikTok's business. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Thank you. Wonderful. And thank you to the listeners. And we'll catch you on the next episode.